Hello, hello, and what is up, teachers? Hope everyone's well. In today's episode, we have a very special guest. Dr. Emma Kell is a teacher, a performance coach, and a well-being and parental engagement facilitator. Emma Kell is also the author of some very popular books on education, including teacher well-being and self-care. And in today's episode, Emma's going to give us five tips on how to balance work and family. How are you today, Emma? I'm very well and delighted to be here, Omar. Pleasure's mine. Pleasure's mine. Because I know Emma personally as well. So this is like a this is like a catch up as well as as well as a huge pleasure of mine to have her on on the podcast. Brilliant. So how, how have you been recently anyway? All good? Yeah, good, good. Staying positive amidst the challenges of our education system, I think, is uh, probably the best summary. Yeah, no, exactly. I, I think every listener would concur with that. So what is your first tip for us today, Emma? So my tips are on balancing teaching and family. And my first tip is around embracing good enough. Good enough is a mantra by the author Donald Winnicott writing about parenthood. As teachers and parents, um, we tend to um, strive for perfectionism. We tend to have an image of ourselves balancing everything perfectly with the perfectly tidy house and the perfectly done job at all times. And it really is important to let go. And it's easier said than done, but let go of that perfectionism, let go of that guilt and realize that for the sake of your children, your children at home, your children at school and your family, that, that sometimes good enough has to be good enough. Do you know what? I think a lot of teachers need to hear that because it, it sounds cliche, but a lot of us are perfectionists, you know, and that's that's to your own detriment a lot of the time, isn't it? Yeah. And I've done some reading and some digging around this and I'm prepared to be corrected by your listeners. But um, I cannot find any research which says that there is any useful function to guilt or perfectionism in terms of human survival and human flourishing. I can see how guilt might have needed to exist. We evolved so we didn't leave our children by the campfire. But in the today's day and age, there is no useful function to it. And we just end up tying ourselves in knots and beating ourselves up and it wastes so much precious energy. So, no. yeah. You know what, 100% it does, 100%. I'm gonna take that on myself. And uh, what is your second tip for us today, Emma? My second tip, and I should say all of these tips apply to all teachers really, but I'm focusing on teaching and parenting because that's one of my passions, is around putting boundaries in place. So there is such a thing as spillover in our profession. It's an academic term and it means what it sounds like. It basically means that our job is never done. So I'm married to a journalist and he goes out, he films, he edits, he shoots, he, he works incredibly hard, anti-social hours. He comes home and it is literally done. There is nothing else he can do to add to or change that story. And he can relax on the sofa, watch his programs about fishing and all is well with the world. Our job is built so that we are constantly, if we're not careful, carrying it around with us. Nobody is going to put those boundaries in place for us. As parents, I will share a quick story. Um, my, I've got teenagers now and one of them said to the other, um, uh, don't bother talking to her, she's not listening. And my youngest daughter said to me, you know, stop leaving me on red, mum, which is a slang slang term I've learned, which I'm sure you <laughs> learned. Mum, stop leaving me on red. In, but on a serious note, if we are mentally absent, that can cause real issues. You know, they survive. Kids are, kids are resilient. It's fine. Don't beat yourself up if it happens to you. But for your own sake, 
close the laptop, unsync your work email from your phone. This applies to everybody, of course, but particularly if you are going home to people who really need you. Um, I think that's really important. So put boundaries in place. I couldn't agree more. See, I've kind of discovered this many years ago now. So I actually, I don't do any work after half six. So I, I do everything at school and I leave the laptop at school. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I find that works for me. And I, I, like you just said, I don't check emails from my, from my phone either. Um, everything is done at school. So you get that physical and mental separation. I find that helps for me. Um, and that, and that works for some people, and I'm not in the business of telling people what hours they should follow, because I know that for many parents, they might have to get home to pick the child up from the child mind or pick them up from school yeah. or after school club. And then it might suit them to pick up the laptop again of between course. eight and nine o'clock. Or even I had one friend who used to do all her work between one and two a.m. when the baby was oh. breastfeeding. You know, I mean, <laughs> whatever wow. works for you. But you be clear in I'm... your own head about where those boundaries are. Yeah, absolutely. Something that will work for me will not necessarily work for anybody else. 1 to 2 a.m. though. I've never heard that one. Wow. (laughs) Oh, God. And what is your third tip for us today? My third tip, I, I hesitated over this one because it can be easier said than done. But it is find the right school for you. Again, a universal one. But um, when you are a parent, um, you can sometimes feel particularly vulnerable. The impact of a um, an organization where your values aren't aligned to that of the organization or where there isn't an openness to part time working, flexible working, the fact that your child might vomit all over the floor and you might get a phone call out of the blue, where there isn't that empathy and that flex is really important. That is not to say that that parents who teach deserve any time off than anyone else. I'm really into fairness. We're all being paid to do a job. Mm-hmm. But if you are not in an organization to which you are aligned the impact it has on you and your relationships when you get home is massive so find the right school for you and there are a lot of schools out there which are really open to flexible working part-time working whatever it is you need during those those numerous transition periods when you're a parent so yeah that would be my third one yeah just just a question off the back of that because we come across me and you both. We both come, we all come across um, teachers who are ready to leave teaching, um, and they've only taught at one school. Mm-hmm. So I tend to advise try one more, and do some research on it before you before you quit completely. What, what, what do you think of that? Because there is, I believe that there is a school out there for people. Um, and before you before you give up on the profession full stop, you might be in the wrong place, and and that might be. You're, you're not matched to the one that you're in and you should try somewhere else first. What do you reckon? Absolutely. Um, yeah, I'm not sure whether you or I said that first, Omar, but that is definitely my line as well as yours. Um, try a different school <laughs> first. Working in a different school can feel like a completely different job altogether. Yeah. You know, I know that I've worked in schools where I've been bone tired on a Friday, unable to make conversation, unable to even make eye contact because I was feeling so demoralized. And I've worked in schools where I go home and within reason tell my kids about my day and my kids will ask me about certain classes and certain students and they might even have been in to visit on a weekend to see what my classroom looks like. And it feels as if the two complement one another and and they'll talk about their their school and they'll talk about my school and we're all learning from you know the roles can really enrich one another but when it doesn't work um 
yeah it can be utterly demoralizing do not give up on the profession altogether please don't listen to no, people i agree I, I i second that message no absolutely i second that message it's amazing how much they can vary like one school to another they're not all the same because there is oh it's just the profession they're all the same but they're not all the same they're very different you know they're hugely so, different i know i know head teachers who have a baby and a three-year-old and who do kind of shared headship with another head teacher there are loads of models out there which basically say that you know I, i'm wary of the phrase having it all um but actually it is mm. possible to do both and do both in a way that is good enough for you and your family it's more than possible absolutely and what is your fourth tip for us today my fourth tip, I just want to read you a quote. Oh, I want to give you a quote and then read you a quote. So my, my first quote is um, about someone who did leave teaching, actually. Uh, and she was a parent and a teacher. And she'd only been in the profession for less than two years. And she said, I just got sick of feeling I was letting everybody down all of the time. And that line is one of the saddest things I've ever heard. And for me, what came out of that was this next tip, which is to create and protect quiet solitude for yourself. Because if you try and give of yourself to everyone else all of the time, it's like a piece of a ball of plasticine where people are ripping bits off all of the time. And um, there is a psychologist called Pooja Lakshman, and she was on um, a podcast called Getting It Right with Pandora Sykes. And she said this, making yourself smaller and smaller may feel noble at first. That's the being there for everyone all of the time. But, but ultimately, it can lead to resentment, bitterness, and mental health issues of your own. So you have to create that time for yourself. I know it's hard. I am not saying it's easy, but whether it's half an hour in the bath or a walk with an old friend or just a lie down in a dark room or a quick nap, whatever it is you need or a run or a swim, whatever it is you need, that is, what do you do that is just for you? Because if that falls off the to-do list, that can actually cause some real well-being and mental health challenges in the long run. It's that old, um, what do they used to say? Put your own mask on first yes. before you put somebody else's. The exactly. oxygen mask. Yeah. Because you're no good to anybody if your own well-being is going down the pan. Absolutely. And when I first became a yeah. teacher, this was quite funny. I remind them of this. I phoned education support. So education support have been around for a long time, very long time, um, a lot longer than I've been a teacher for. But I phoned them because I was so stressed out. I couldn't make one end of one end of a thought from the other. You know, I just couldn't. I wasn't eating properly. I wasn't seeing friends. I wasn't sleeping. And, and the person at the other, they don't do this anymore. But the person at the other end of the phone line said to me, Emma, you're no good to anyone at the moment. <laughs> Which yeah, was... Well. But true. And it, yeah, it, yeah. Up. it was like, whoa, hang on. How am I supposed to be the daughter or the friend I want to be if I'm not looking after myself? Yeah, no, absolutely. So what is your fifth and final tip for us today, Emma? Yeah, my final tip is a little bit more lighthearted and it came from another a very wise teacher I was working with through an organisation called Now Teach. And he said... Um, think about the items of which you can never have enough. So if you're a parent and a teacher, however old your kids are, there are certain things of which it's well worth buying multiple duplicates. And I would, I mean, I'm sure you've got ideas, listeners, but I would put on that list socks, pants, 
<laughs> hairbands and water bottles. You can never have enough of those things. And if you've got a specific color you need for your school uniform to match or whatever, get 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 three or four of them because there's no greater stress than trying to get out of the front door and not being able to find the water bottle with the right logo on it. So there are some things, I know we're in a financial crisis, but none of those things cost very much. Where on, until actually as an adult, as a perfectly functioning adult, whether I'm a parent or not, you can't have enough socks, can you? So, no, you can't. Um, so yes. Yeah, so, so finish this sentence. I, I can never have enough. Dot dot dot, and then treat yourself. Go out there and buy. More. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Thank you so much, Emma. It's been a real pleasure. There's a lot to take away from there. ECTs are going to love this podcast, and I, I insist. I'm going to insist when I post it, I'm going to insist everybody listens. Thank you so much. Thank you, Omar. Fabulous to see you again. Brilliant. Take care.